0: What is up, basketball fans? This is Zero Gravity, Apollo Media's NBA podcast, brought to you by Big City Wings. Shout out to Big City Wings, Houston's Wing Joint, Apollo's Wing Joint. Go check out their daily specials each and every day. They have 13 locations across the Houston area. Shout out to Big City Wings for sponsoring this episode. And thank you to Celebrity Met. Go check out celebrityment.com. to see their graded, legal tender collectibles, Mike Tyson, Ric Flair, and more at celebrityment.com. Thank you all for sponsoring this episode. I am joined by the What We Learned Houston Rockets edition. King Josh Garcia. How we doing, bud? Great, man. Uh, my Liverpool squad just got one third of the European treble. Feeling nice. great.
1: Nice. Uh, I'm not a casual. I uh, love my team. Will always love my team. You got some soccer in you this weekend. Love I the did. hat. Uh, I did. How was the How was the spread looking like? What are What are we talking here? Uh.
0: So yeah. Um. If you don't already know, uh. We at Apollo Media, cover FC Dallas and the Houston Dynamo and Dash right. squads. So go follow Apollo Media at ApolloHOU on Twitter you can, and on Instagram as well. You can see all the Houston stuff. You can follow me at Apollo Stoney for the H- FC Dallas uh, shindig. But, yeah, the boys in Houston, they, they cover the Dynamo game. I don't know what their spread was like, but our spread was, uh, I'd say, underwhelming for the first game. It was opening night for MLS, um, if you're not familiar, messy League Soccer, as they call it. Um, It's like baked chicken with some kind of cream sauce on it. It it was fine. It was fine. I I had a salad with it. They also had bolognese as another option. But at halftime, at halftime, I sent you a picture of the hot dog that FC Dallas has. Oh, yeah. It's a a 12-inch hot dog with obviously a hot dog, brisket, crispy onions, jalapenos, and maybe onions and maybe chili. I don't know. There's a lot of things on it. At halftime, they brought out miniature versions of that for the press box. So nice. Um, yeah, the press box got to indulge in it. Um, I don't know how much it costs the the actual twelve inch one, but yeah, I was at the FC Dallas game last night. They uh, victorious in the ninety fourth minute, so undefeated in twenty twenty four. Not a big deal. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was talking soccer, as they say, um, buddy. Was there an event? Was it last night or the night before? I think it was last night. This was the night, night before. Uh, yeah. If you're talking about what I think you're talking about. I think it was the night before. Are we talking about Miami and New Orleans? Of course. Of course. All right. All right. Um, there was a fight. And if you're an NBA fan, you love fights, even though it's not a part of the game in any way, shape, or form. Um, if your brain was developing around the same time mine was, Malice at the Palace was a huge deal. Uh, oh, like 2003, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, like ESPN just shut down for an entire week. That's all they could talk about, which is kind of the same thing, but more like a twenty-four hour circus. Now, right. um, it was a whole week of malice at the palace, Ron Artest, Jermaine O'Neal, all of those things. This was not the same extent in any way, shape, or form. But it was probably the best NBA fight that we've had in a probably in a, about a year. Isaiah Stewart yeah. running at LeBron James last season was incredible, with just blood pouring down his eyeball. But incredible. Yeah, I mean. I don't know what's his nuts from New Orleans. He just grabbed Jimmy Butler's throat, like tried sure. to, like just full on grabbed his throat right on the trachea. Like I don't really know what was happening. I, can you walk me through? Because I didn't get to watch the game. Sure, I, sure. I don't remember so, what I was doing. But yeah, yeah. So
1: immediately you had a, a Na- Naji Marshall, I believe that's his name. Okay, uh, I think uh, Kevin Love gave gave a Naji Marshall a tough, tough, tough foul. Kind of a kind of a grab across the the stomach, you know, big, uh, big 360, get up, get down. Sure. Yeah. They didn't like it. They didn't like the the hard foul. And, uh, okay. uh you know, Marshall took exception. Uh, Jimmy Butler gets in the mix, gets a big shove in the back He does. and all hell breaks loose. And a great quote tweet that I saw was this new Orleans Pelicans fan with a new, with a uh, CJ McCollum Jersey on just mm-hmm. throws anything he could find at anyone that would look in his direction or feel what he was throwing. And, a coach or an assistant or somebody on the squad, a trainer, I don't care who it was on, I believe it was the, uh, the heat squad just throws it right back in his face. So it was kind of a, a, a miniature yeah. Malice in the palace with the, the fan being involved and stuff like that. Awfully recorded video though. I'm talking, I, you can only see this mm-hmm. on the YouTube version, but his phone was like this and you could, it was just getting thrown just everywhere TV. and it was awful, yeah. awful quality. It was, uh, it's good. It was insane. But, uh, you know, of course the, uh, the broadcast angle was great. You got to see everything. Yeah. Everything and of course that that that's what we're what we're really looking for and that was one of the better fights I've definitely seen this year. But you know, uh, not Na- Naji Marshall. Just, just am I even getting his name, his name right? i Couldn't tell Does you. Doesn't matter. But uh, hey, he partook <laughs> in one of the greatest fights that we've seen in
0: a very long time, and he did. Props to him. Props to him for sure. I loved it. <laughs> yeah, love a good NBA fight. um Have you ever been to the Smoothie King Center in New Orleans? No, I've not. Not a bad arena i been saying, once. It's really not that bad. Everyone shits on it because it's like the attendance isn't as big because they don't have as many seats. I mean, it's only by like, I think it's 18,000 or high seven, like 17,900 or something like that, which yeah, is normal roughly. I mean, it's the bottom half of the league, but like yeah. it's an average. It's within the the mean the median, I guess, essentially is of NBA arenas. Like you're not getting many more than twenty thousand, maybe twenty two, if you're like Madison Square Garden. But whatever, Um, not a bad arena. So I I would be very intrigued to like have been in the arena. I have fans or friends that are fans of the New Orleans Pelicans that go to games all the time. So I just I need to reach out to them, see their perspective of the game because they, my buddy, he gave out tickets to that game, so he had like a whole just. Roll of tickets, like in twenty, thirty tickets, maybe a whole section. I don't remember. Um, with his company, he gave them away to people, and they were in his section that he has season tickets in. So I need to ask him and see what was going on there. Yeah, yeah. What it's are very you intriguing. It? Um, Jimmy Butler and Nikola Yofich also one game suspension. I, I don't remember what. Um, I don't. I didn't see what New Orleans players. Yeah, did, but when you think of the
1: malice in the palace, remember the the, the eighty two game suspensions that were being handed out. Do you think we'll yeah. ever see anything like that again? Unless it's like maybe PEDs or a, a OGMA, long, yeah. long drawn out court case or something like that. It, it, it all, like I said, it reminded me of like a miniature version of that. But, you know, I, I I'm, I definitely want to do, going back to what you said, I want to see the Smoothie King Center for my, for, uh, for my hmm. eyes. People call it the Blender, allegedly. Yeah. I think that's a great name. That's awesome. pretty sick. That's awesome. 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 Um, yeah, I'm, I'm a short five-hour drive, four at four and thirty. If you uh, really push to the limit from yeah. New Orleans here, here in uh, Westside Houston, but uh, I'd love to see a Rockets game out there. No, maybe minus the fights. I I, I don't care for fights in person. I, I I've always been a boxing guy, not an MMA guy. You know, I'm still okay. I'm just a soft guy to the core. You know, I can only handle sure. so much so much fights. You know, I like the ballerina style instead of the uh, the hands to the face and kill somebody style. You know.
0: And that's, yeah, what that, and that's what
1: that fight felt like to me.
0: And this fight had nothing on this new guy that plays for the New York Rangers. This rookie that's six foot seven just comes in and fights everybody. He has more penalty minutes <laughs> served than he has minutes played in games so far By in the past week. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Came in in the Winter Classic the week before. Just was like, yeah, let's let's throw some hands. This is fun. Love it. You want to fight, bud? Yeah, it's great. Um, basketball players have nothing on pretty much any other sport mm-hmm. in fighting. Mm-hmm. Like, just they're tall and lanky and sometimes awkward. Like, imagine Victor Wimanyama getting in a fight. His forearm just breaks in three pieces. Oh, man. Victor Wimanyama with 30 pounds of muscle? I'm talking top three <laughs> next year immediately. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, we had a fight in the NBA. Fights, fights in the NBA are always fun, so we had to point it out. Um, speaking of Victor Wimanyama. Sure. He's an alien. Just an absolute alien. Uh, Wimbenyama and LeBron both posted pictures of both of them on the court on the same time on Friday night um, with the caption, like, the alien emoji times, king emoji, like the crown emoji or whatever. And then they did it backwards for the other guy. Um, We're only talking about this because he did something that's only been done, what, 15 times yeah, by 15 different I mean, players, I think, and in H- the history. Hakeem, of the I, I
1: was going to say, if, if we're going to go on based on times here, I'm sure Hakeem has probably done it like at least four times.
0: So it's 15 players.
1: Look, yeah, you're looking at something that's maybe done once a decade, almost or twice a decade. Like, this is serious shit. And I can't yeah. I can't even imagine how many times Wilt did it either. But, you know, stats weren't counted like that back then.
0: So he had a, what do you call this, a quintuple nickel? Yeah, five by five,
1: five? Five by five. Five by yeah. five, dude. So he Didn't had 27
0: cool. points. Five blocks, five steals, eight assists, and ten rebounds in 31 minutes against the Los Angeles Lakers that do have LeBron James and Anthony Davis, who are not bad players. Anthony Davis, incredible (laughs) defensive player, (laughs) like very good. People always vote for him for uh, defensive player of the year preseason, and then he just doesn't play enough games or doesn't play well enough for 65 games to do it. Um, Yeah, no, he's a freak. He's just He's disgusting. And then he had, like, a Space Jam dunk before All-Star break. Like, it wasn't a dunk, but it was almost a dunk. He was probably, like, <laughs> six inches off from touching the rim with his oh, middle finger. Look, he's a freak. Dude. He's incredible. Oh, my God. Every single time I
1: watch the man play, it's like we were talking about kind of reverse Tom Thibodeau vibes with Popovich. You know, he's yep. put, he's given, uh, you know, Sochan and uh, Vassell, like, 30, 33 minutes. But, you know, Wemby's on a 27, 25 to 28 minute percentage or minute um, mm-hmm. kind of restriction. So when I saw him kind of, and again, this this goes back to efficiency and kind of overall like usage. Wemby's not the most efficient player, but of course that goes back into shooting 25, 30% from three. Once he figures yep. that out and can start moving like KD, because he will, like you already kind of see the prototype developing in front of our eyes. And of course this might be a recycled tweet at this point, but this is the worst that we'll ever see. Victor Wembanyama, he's going to continuously make strides. It's you know, I was talking to you off air about uh, Shangun shooting up three threes tonight. You know, that Wembanyama starts shooting five threes a game. Oh my god, what are we talking about? And making three of them, dude, yeah. top three center in the league with by year two, by mid year two. Like this, this is this is just different. I uh, no
0: no words. Yeah, it's uh, very rare that we see a player. Win like rookie of the year, and then automatically the second year is like first team All NBA. Yeah. I would not be shocked if Victor Wimanyama is first team All NBA because one, Nikola Jokic, Jokic does not care. So, like, if he doesn't get it, he doesn't care. He's not going to try to get extra incentives. Mm-mm. He doesn't, it doesn't matter. He's going to be paid a lot of money regardless if he's first, second, or third team. Embiid obviously can't stay healthy enough to get post game or post uh, season awards. Obviously, he won the MVP last season, but that was his one healthy year, really. And I think yeah. he barely snuck by. Did he have 67, 69 games, something like that? Like, close, he yeah. didn't hit it by a lot. Like, he, he was, he snuck on by and he had his healthiest season in his NBA career. So, like, he's probably, and you could honestly put him at power forward. And now it's positionless. So it doesn't even matter, right? They're just exactly. putting five players on the board. Yeah. Uh, we're looking at a Luka situation, a LeBron situation where they're, they're first team all NBA just second year in because they needed a year to kind of figure things out when you put up a five by five and 31 minutes with 27 points on what 15 shots 16 shots yeah yeah, yeah it, i mean
1: it was, it was pretty efficient like for what it was i mean it's good. like i said the the and i hate to dwell but it's when i'm dwelling on uh, you know lack of great efficiency sometimes it's more so because i see the light at the end you know what i mean mm-hmm. once Wemby kind of you know, starts making those shots, starts kind of spacing the floor more, and actually, like I, I don't see him crash, crash the paint. You know what I mean? No. If he, if he, if he gets some muscle, you know, because there are some games you see where he'll get two, four, six rebounds, and you're just like, dude, you're seven four. Like you can't get ten of them a game. is Yeah, yeah, he averages ten a game, but I'm saying like it, you know, there's going to be more consistency, consistency to his game as the years go on, as the months go on. But just seeing it as raw and unfiltered as we're seeing it right now, it's almost a blessing, man. Like seeing a five yeah. by five, it's almost like you don't have much to compare it to because we see triple doubles not all the time anymore. I mean, of course, we might get a couple a week, maybe one a night on a good week. But man, man, five by five, what shit! This is this is just different. Yeah,
0: different. Wimby, Wimby is very much in his uh, Chris Tasperzing is trying to figure it out stage where I mean he's already averaging 10 rebounds a game so it's like it's not the same comparison but Chris Saps before he got to Washington like I don't know what it was he just couldn't box people out and he couldn't get rebounds like I think he only averaged six and a half seven maybe seven and a half rebounds a game and he's seven foot three he's always the tallest guy on the court you would think he would be able to grab the most rebounds but that's also because he's not the center on the court he was playing power forward and he's in different positions I think Wimby's gonna have a lot of that as well Right. Where he's not right. going to be the center necessarily. So he's not going to have to be in the posts guarding the post. He might be on the perimeter guarding, uh, double teaming because he can double team and also guard his player at the exact same time because he's freakishly long. Oh, yeah. um, not a Wimby thing, but Trey Young has a hurt finger, I believe, and is yes. gone. He's down for four weeks. I think they're going to be reevaluating him in four weeks, I think is what it was. Uh, it's the beginning of the end of Trey Young in. Atlanta and the only possible place for him Mm. to go is San Antonio and I hate it. Hate every second of it because now it's not going to be a Hawks Mavericks rivalry. It's really going to be Mavericks Spurs again
1: because it's the Trey versus
0: Luka thing and also the Texas rivalry. It's coming back and Trey Young is going to be a Spur next season and I just hate every second of it because they have assets because they don't. This draft sucks. They're just like, yeah, sure. You can have the first round pick. You can have next year's too. I don't care. I have Victor Wimbenyama. Yeah. it's gonna suck. It's gonna suck.
1: Yeah, I, the Spurs are so they're they're levels beyond mid, but there's just such such a just an excitement, a feeling of just euphoria when you see Victor Wembanyama play. And once he kind of uh, gets out of the, I don't want to say gets out of the minutes restriction, but if he's playing 35 minutes a game and he's putting up 25 consistently, oh my god, it's over, dude. And I would hate, ready. you know, going, going back to what you said almost about the. Not the I forty five, but the Texas rivalry. I would yep. hate for the Rockets to become low bro in this situation, but all the cards are making it look at look out to be that way, and I I, I hate that it's that because Trey yeah. Young going to the Spurs would you would see an immediate swing. I mean, assuming they make a decent sure. draft splash, uh, or if they trade their picks and get rid of some, you know, they still have balls. cap space even if they get Trey. Yeah, yeah, like if they can if they can restrict Jeremy Sohan and make Vassell more efficient. Uh, they, they, have, they, have no, <laughs> they have they have no guard play. You have so hand playing point guard yeah. for a lot of minutes uh, throughout disaster. the disaster. Trey, Trey Jones, I, I think he might be hurt at the moment, but he stinks overall respectfully. Um, mm-hmm. You're dude,
0: dude, Texas basketball might be back after this year. Like true, truly. I can't wait. And this is no slide on Alprin Shingun. We love Alprin Shingun here at Apollo media and here on this podcast. I like him. I, I don't, I just would like to have a full Texas beef with each team. Yes. Like I would love for every team to hate. I know Rockets fans, I think, hate Dallas fans more than Dallas fans hate Houston's fans. Sure. Or their team. Like I just, every time we play the Rockets, they're like, eh, playing the Rockets.
1: <laughs> we don't care We anymore. hate the
0: Spurs more than we hate the Rockets. I wish sure. all three Texas teams hated each other equally, where there was just an equal amount of hate. Every time one of the teams played against each other, or one of the teams loses like a game against a bad team, and we're just like shitting on them all the time, I want yeah. that kind of rivalry to happen. And there's no slight on Shingun, but unfortunately for the Rockets, they have the third best superstar on their team out of the three Texas teams. Right, right. In the future. I, obviously, Wimby's not all the way there yet, but I, I'm pretty sure at the beginning of next season, everyone's gonna be like, yeah, I would rather have Wimby over Shingun. Oh, and yeah. that's not a slight yeah, to but- Shingun. It's just no, that Wimby is all. a generational freak of nature that we may never see again, and Luka Doncic is on Dallas. Like, <laughs> he's been on. He's been a first team All NBA player since his second year in the league, <laughs> and it's not oh, going to yeah. stop anytime soon. Like, he's going to mm-hmm. get it again this year. So I don't, I don't know. Sucks for the Rockets, but also the Rockets also have a coach. They have a depth thing. They they could get there quickly if they do the right things this offseason, I think. Yeah, hopefully uh,
1: we we keep a coach and we make some things happen that need to happen. I I'm so yeah. it's it's sad because I'll watch Rockets games and my heart just has not been in it. Even when we when we beat uh, the Suns the other night, I'm just like, man, would it feel better to just tank and sit this one out and hope for a chance at a top four
0: pick so okay C I doesn't mean, get our he tried. Trip. Dude. You tried to give that game away at the end. I watched the last minute or two. It was brutal. KB, yeah,
1: yeah. KB pump faking on the free throw? What? Yeah. What, are, what are we yeah, talking about? That a we weird doing? thing.
0: But yeah, make Texas <laughs> basketball great again. Uh, let's Please. just get some hatred pumped in there. Let's get some rivalries going. And when we get to rivalry week, it's the Suns and the Mavericks, and then the Mavericks versus the Texas teams. Those are the only rivalries yes. that matter to me. I don't know which ones matter to you, but the Texans team, all Texas teams have to play each other in rivalry week. Please. We, I can please. get rid of the Suns one because now Devin Booker and Luca like like each other, I think, or friendly with each other in the last game this past morning. week on Thursday where the Mavericks demolished the Phoenix Suns. Won't let that one go, but yeah, rivalry week. Three Texas teams they play against each other. Let's call it a day. We each team gets two games during rivalry week. Make Texas basketball great again,
1: please. What, it's it's, it's already us, on the cusp. Yeah. Dude. What's stopping it, like, us, Adam? Exactly. It's already on the cusp of happening, and and we're kind of just awaiting the inevitable at this point. I really hope that Shengun develops into you know a fraction of what Wembenyama can, or what Luca has already become because you get you get a top three center on your team dude that, that's mm. that, that's the glue right there that's that's almost your quarterback you know uh, yeah I, I, see, that's your that's your fucking free safety no i'm in thompson is our free safety i love that it, we we're just talking about pre-show uh he's shooting 11 percent from three this month very limited attempts yeah but, yeah. but what he, he he's he's almost a quicker more enjoyable draymond green in regards to defense vibes okay. like the guy gives you – the guy gives you more than what you could ask for. It just sucks that there are some nights where he'll give you four to six points, and then there's other nights where he'll get a 15-point double-double. It's like uh, there's no in-between. But even on the nights where he sucks offensively, you're seeing spurts. Like the man moves quicker than almost I've ever seen before. So uh, the, the Rockets the, – they, there's hope. There's hope for a rivalry yes. in Texas basketball. I, I wish that the Rockets were good enough to where I cared – when we played the Spurs or the Mavericks, of course, when we play the Spurs, I'm like, oh, I want to see Wemby. We play the Mavs, oh my God, I want to see Luka at Toyota Center. But there's no hatred, you know. I hated right. Dirk growing up, but mm-hmm. of course, you know, revisionist history almost like watching the 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 '06 Finals, the '11 Finals, like seeing the way he played, dude. How could you hate that? You know, I saw Shangun do yeah. a Dirk-esque fade two two tonight, and I was like, damn,
0: I love yeah. it, love the shit. It, it, it took me a while to appreciate Tom Brady as a Miami Dolphins fan. Right. Like, he had to leave and win in Tampa. And then when he was in Tampa, I was like, all right, this is kind of... Like, he's pretty sick. Like, this is <laughs> yeah. this is incredible what he does. Oh, um, but it's fuck Bill Belichick and fuck Greg Popovich and everybody else that has dynasties. I don't care about any what of you. What do he say fuck me for? Damn, dude. Greg Popovich? Yeah. no, nah, I shit it on Greg Popovich. Five titles yeah, in my, yeah. like, childhood? I mean, one of them I didn't really really witnessed because it's 1999 i was too young right. to, to be conscious yet but um yeah i mean he just kind of ruled for two decades or 15 sure. years really 16 years and it's just like this is brutal especially when your team's good enough to go to the title or the western conference finals and all of a sudden you're like matched up with the spurs super teams which they yeah. weren't super teams but they were they had just played together for so long and they were just so good so much chemistry and Fundamentals, Mr. Fundamental, whatever, dude. <laughs> Fuck the Spurs, man. I'm bringing. Boy, back the how, how many
1: rings? How many rings does Boris Diaw have? I'm I'm trying to figure that out. Is it three? And two? you can't
0: shoot with his left hand. That's all I know. God. He's never once shot a a left handed shot. That like was a, a great team. layup. It's always been two hands at the at the rim. I don't care. <laughs> it's me in the rec league. God, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't been able to use my left, but I didn't play basketball. And I'm not Jalen Brown,
1: so shut up.
0: Yeah, fuck this person. Um, <laughs> speaking of people that give a shit, because you were talking about it. Amen Thompson, Paolo Bencaro, yes. former number one overall pick for the Orlando Magic, hit a game winner against the Pistons. Which, if you have to hit a game winner against the Pistons, you may yes. need to look a little bit inward. But he hit it, nonetheless. He got fouled and won. It was like 111 to 109 when he hit the shot. Um, in the post game. Interview, they're asking him about the shot and the game and what it, what it means to him, whatever. He started crying. He dropped three f bombs in the post game interview. And as Bill Simmons would say, um, he he just gives a shit, you know. He just I don't know what to say, but he just kind of gives a shit, you know. <laughs> yep.
1: <laughs> but I yeah, shout pa- out to Paolo. Yeah. Uh, like Paolo, yeah.
0: he's he's the number one overall pick, and he landed in Orlando, which has been difficult for players to win in. Obviously Dwight Howard and Shaq led those teams to a finals appearance appearance each, but um not a big market, but the fans apparently care enough and he oh, yeah. feels the love for the team and the team's interesting and he's the leader for it and so hitting a game-winning shot, obviously the emotions are going to come out, but it as Bill Simmons would say, it shows that he gives a shit. Like it's it's exactly. fun to see basketball players actually give a shit whereas some people just want to go out and get a paycheck. That's completely fine. That's your job. That is a job, but sure, it's cool to see sure. people care.
1: Yeah. Anthony Rendon. Uh, yes. Looking ball, at you, Anthony. Luau Dang. Um, you know, I it, it felt good to see people not shit on someone for crying in sports. People loved that, uh, that Paulo interview. And I think that it really is yeah. just a testament of like, this guy's the truth, and I hate that the the there was a kind of a movement on Twitter about uh, him playing like LeBron. We've talked about it, you know. That you almost see it, but
0: in a little like slower way. You know what I mean? It's it's a LeBron light, like if you turn the <laughs> sliders down a little bit
1: and made right, it harder right. on
0: yourself. That's what it looks right. like. LeBron on Hall of Fame.
1: Um, yeah. When I when I think of Paulo Banquerro, I immediately just you know the, the 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 sweats he was getting at Duke, everything he had to go through you know, just to get drafted, even let alone number one, but get drafted at all. I mean, the guy was mm-hmm. going through it at Duke and he was still putting up crazy numbers. He, and, and you got to think about it too. That was, you know, he was following in the footsteps of Zion at Duke. The, imagine the shoes you'd have to fill. Cause that one year of Zion at Duke was just nuts. He exceeded expectations, came into the league, wasn't the most efficient his rookie year, but seeing him come out, you know, Ever since he got into the league, it's just been this guy is going to be a superstar. The, he makes mid rangers, he makes threes, he can drive really well. And seeing that all kind of come to fruition, and, and I hate that it had to be against the Pistons. And weirdly enough, there was a there was kind of a protest online of, over the gather step. You remember that uh, kind of he, yeah. he took like a weird hop step situation? I Man, watched it, feel, it
0: looked like he got fouled before he got fouled as yeah, well. Exactly. So there was a whole it was a weird play, but yeah. it was a weird shot. It was very uh, Luca does this shot like. Ten times a game because he gets fouled and then they don't call it. Um, right, he
1: just throws. Yeah, it up. It,
0: he just throws it up kind of weirdly, one handed, like just hoping to get the shot off to get the foul call. And it went in. He got the foul call, but drained the bucket as well. So exactly. um, even more. Impressive. Yeah, I, I love Paolo. I, I wish he wasn't in Orlando because I would watch him much more if he wasn't. But rah, he's rah. on a good. I think he's on the right team for him because he's able to be the superstar, be the guy with Franz Wagner. Um, Scoring like sharing the scoring load with those two guys, and then also on a team that plays defense very well, so he gets to learn in that system and become a better defender, better better all around player. Yeah, I think he's going to be absolutely sick. I mean, he already is, but like in a few years, we we might be just he's just an automatic first team All NBA guy. I don't know if it's going to be him, but I mean, 25, seven, and seven, like the LeBron kind of number, like. he can definitely do it. He has the ability exactly. to. If you can get him a real point guard too. Whew. Well, if you got Cole Anthony, you got Cole Anthony coming off the bench and uh He's fine. You know, yeah, he's good. And Marco Fultz cool. um was good when he would play, but obviously it's not happening very yeah. often. Yeah. So I mean speaking of Trey Young possibilities. Maybe Trey Young there in Ooh. Orlando. Trey Young and Blue,
1: I don't hate that. I I, I think that that would be. He great wouldn't look team. bad. He'd but look no, fine. No, I mean you're, you're you're seeing okay. You're you're seeing Jalen Suggs. You're seeing Cole Anthony, Franz Wagner, Paolo. They're all making NBA leaps. Do you think that Trey Young would almost interrupt that or enhance that? What what's the situation? Is it because he passed the ball a lot, gets ten plus assist a game? What because you can look at it two sides of the same coin. You know what I mean? What what, what do you think?
0: Yeah, I think it's more of just having a. Uh, a guard that knows how to distribute and run an offense i know trey obviously chucks up 30 foot threes on a regular basis as well yeah. um maybe that stops because he has paolo i mean trey hasn't played with a player that's as good as franz wagner sure honestly sure. yeah. i mean Wagner's if you really look close. at his rosters he just hasn't played with anybody really good so it'd be interesting to see him play with very good above average to elite players oh yeah um in a, a big system where defense is um, prized and put into perspective for players like, Hey, if you defend well, these opportunities come for you later. Obviously Jalen Suggs is making a leap this year. Cole Anthony's becoming that the second guard off the bench. Like, Hey, you're going to be the point guard for the second unit. Right. And that's been a great role for them. So everybody's filling into their roles. They just need that. The point guard to help out with just carrying the ball up the court, distributing, spacing the floor out, that's I mean spacing is another issue with the the magic they need a little bit more of that if you had right. Trey Young in there I mean obviously you have spacing for days and then you also have a ball distributor who's like number 2 in assist or maybe number 1 in assist in the NBA right now on average so Yeah yeah um Ten Yeah million. that would be that would be cool but yeah shout out to Paolo he gives a shit as Bill Simmons
1: would say He just gives a shit man I you you're, you're going to see in and like I like we mentioned you you're seeing the small market kind of resurgence I think Orlando's a great fit for you know an overall like deep playoff team just I mean not maybe now but assuming they make they make that next big big leap they can become a top four team in the East you know if the Sixers have an off year if the Celtics you know have an off year maybe one of them God willing yeah. knocking on wood doesn't get hurt or gets hurt but you know the East is for the taking and the Cavs window I feel like is not closing per se. But if Donovan Mitchell leaves which is very very likely yeah, you're gonna see the East become wide open, and, and there's a what seven and a half game gap between Boston and number two being the the Cavs. This is like
0: serious yeah. shit. The like, the gap between one and two is larger than the gap between one and eight in the West. Exactly on the East side. Exactly. So <laughs> nuts. <laughs> yeah, speaking of the the East, the Milwaukee Bucks are winning games. Interestingly enough, don't look now. Um, don't look now. Yeah, so Doc Rivers returned to Philly today. Uh the Bucks took the win, I don't know, it's twenty, fifteen, something like that. Yeah. Took the uh win pretty handedly. Uh Pat Bev doing the belt to ass tour to Philly is interesting. Um Ooh, right back at you. Yeah, and I don't I think it was Pat Bev. I think I saw a clip of Pat Bev talking about it. He's like, Hey, James Harden goes to the Clippers, they lose five straight. They weren't good for fifteen games or whatever, and then all of a sudden they just win was it 17 out of 19 or 17 yeah, out of eighteen it was, it was or something like that? They went yeah. on a tear and they figured it out and they knew how to play together and all that kind of stuff. Not saying Doc Rivers and Pat Bev are James Harden on the Clippers, but sure. It takes time to implement systems and figure things out. And maybe they're starting to get there. Um, obviously they have Giannis uh-huh. and Dame. So it's a little bit easier when you have those two guys uh, as your two superstars on your team. Right. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. The Bucks are on a tear, but I, it doesn't matter who comes out of the East for me, really. I don't care. Yeah, you're you're the, the best thing about Milwaukee, and the thing that I
1: think is really going to make them, like I mentioned last episode, kind of a, a deep Miami run. Maybe not the greatest seating, but you know, right. a situation. And of course, I'm doing a full 180 on the Bucks. I thought they were dead two weeks ago. Yeah, we. Both I started, <laughs> but then I started watching. You know, the games. I watched most of the game today. I saw Pat Connaughton making great plays. He was blocking jumpers, getting steals. You know, dishing the ball and you were seeing glue glue guys like brooke lopez malik malik beasley like you're seeing dudes on their team where where you immediately think oh you put them on somewhere else they're 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 not gonna do shit for you but then you see them mesh together on that buck squad and you're like damn maybe this is like sneaky a 55 win team god willing when all is you know correct but they have a big ceiling uh but also, if it's a failure, it's gonna be they're they're gonna go down crashing and burning. So it's gonna Big be really interesting hard. to see kind of the last twenty five games or so, just seeing how if the Bucks are really gonna figure it out versus you know having a great weekend. You know, beating Minnesota in Minnesota. You're seeing. Uh, I saw B-ball Paul. He uh, he got into foul trouble, and I didn't get to see greatness today. But it is what it is. You can't you can't get that every night. But you know, I would have loved mm. to see national TV B-ball Paul go crazy. Um, Seeing, seeing Milwaukee beat Philly, I know they're really short-handed. You know, no MB, You know, it, look, yeah. Tyrese Maxey being your main ball handler, he's not going to do it for you every time. You didn't play bad today, per se. When he has the ball fifty to hundred times a game, it's like you can't you can't do much with that dude. The efficiency is going to be off, you know.
0: Yeah, I watched a lot of the Cleveland Philly game Friday night, maybe Friday or Saturday. Yeah, yeah Friday night. Um, I watched a good bit of that one and. Watching it, I was just like, I don't necessarily get the Tyrese Maxey hype of him being like a top elite guard and all that kind of stuff. Obviously, with Embiid, he looks different because attention is being drawn to the best player on the court and not him. So he's free to be able to do the things that he's really good at because he has more space. He has more less eyeballs on him, essentially. Um, Yeah, him as the main guy, it's not it right now. He can obviously yeah. develop into it. He has the the traits and the attributes to do it, I would assume. But, yeah, I was just watching that Cleveland game. And I was like, Cleveland was just boxing him up. And it's like, Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland are the guys guarding you. And I'm just like, ooh, I don't could, like it. I didn't like it. Yeah, you put Tyrese Maxey on Charlotte with Grant Williams.
1: <laughs> you're, P- seeing, you. you're seeing fucking 80 touches a game between the two of them. And you're just seeing the most insane shots being thrown up.
0: <laughs> How did we forget about this? Yeah. The Warriors and Hornets kerfuffle the other night. Oh,
1: sure, sure, please. Let's,
0: let, let's do this quickly. Um, yes, yes. At the end of the game, the Warriors are beating Charlotte. Uh, Draymond, I don't know. Miles Bridges was involved. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Didn't yeah. really see really what happened, but Grant Williams comes up and Draymond just tells him, <laughs> "It's like fuck you, boy. Like that's why you got traded. You can't keep your mouth shut or whatever. Like
1: yeah, calling uh, him a pussy. And that's why you
0: got traded out of." dallas he called him a put- yeah he's just yeah grant williams just can't he just can't shut up it's like <laughs> dude if you just like didn't say stupid shit and you were good in charlotte everyone's be like hey look at grant williams look look what he's doing out in charlotte good for him maybe luke is the problem luke is yeah. not the problem everyone wow. that comes into dallas is getting bags and leaving and then when they go to the other place they're significantly worse uh, shout out to reggie bullock and In Houston, I know y'all are loving that. My starting power forward for my Dallas Mavericks (laughs) last season. One year, eleven million for
1: uh, for Reggie Bullock. He's maybe getting two, three minutes a game, and he plays half of the games. It's awesome. Brutal, great great way to spend
0: money. Grant Williams, Miles Bridges, Draymond Green, everybody getting into it at the end of the Warriors game the other night, and then it goes on to the press conference. Uh, Draymond said something very strange and terrible, yep. I guess you could say. Yeah. Uh, Miles Bridges can do no wrong in my eyes. I think That's all in quotations there. That's not from me in any way, shape, or form. That's no. all in Draymond <laughs> Green. That's what he said. Yes. Um, w- what?
1: Uh, I, I, I have no idea. As soon as I saw this, I was beside myself. I, I, and now we can say this because I think the case is closed. I mean, of course, I'll still lead it with a legend yeah sure what the fuck this is a like a like i'm not gonna say proven but a damn near woman this is this is a woman beater Uh, yeah this is this is is a legit problem person and draymond green of all people says that miles bridges cannot do any wrong are you fucking kidding me what is the what's the end goal here what are we doing
0: yeah if you're friends with him and you back him then that's your own doing. But in a post-game press conference Public in the setting. NBA to one of the, the second or third largest like league in the entire world, and you're just like, yep, that wife feeder, he can do nothing wrong in my oh, eyes, boys, my boys and girls. Um, yeah, like you can back him. You can support him if he's your buddy, whatever. I wouldn't understand it. But if that's your opinion and that's how you feel, then you can do that absolutely all day long. Don't do that in a press conference where everyone's just going to use that as ammunition against you. Not that you needed any more ammunition to be used against you, Draymond Green. You have novels and stories and just books on books of and videotapes. Just a whole warehouse of Wi-Fi servers just with all of the yeah. tape. <laughs> of you just being terrible. terrible and a menace on the court why are we adding more why do no. we need to add anything else to that disgusting you, you, uh, imagine this is
1: imagine you like draymond and this of all things is like maybe i don't like him now it,
0: yeah, maybe i, I can never imagine this guy
1: yeah, I can never imagine that being the case, but it just it makes me wonder. Is like, you know, someone who may have recently just gotten in the NBA and maybe somehow gotten into his pod without watching basketball. I don't know. And then you see that, and then you look up the what what all went down with Miles Bridges, and you're like, damn, maybe I can't support this guy after everything he's done.
0: Oh my god, it, that was just it's the icing like, on the cake. Fucking loser, absolute loser. It's like if you become a Baltimore Ravens fan back in 2011 or so, yeah. mm-hmm. And you're like, man, Ray Rice, he's my favorite player. He's incredible, and he has this awesome season. You get, like, five months of just incredible running back play. You're like, mm-hmm. Ray Rice, I love this guy. Number 27 for the Baltimore Ravens. My favorite player. I'm buying a jersey. And the offseason happens, and the video comes out of the elevator where he punches oh. the girl, and it's just like, Mm-mm. oh, yeah. I don't yeah. know if I can like Ray Rice anymore. And obviously, yeah. Draymond Green didn't punch his wife or girlfriend or anything, but supporting someone that does that. I, I really, yeah. I, I can't defend you on that. And then yeah, also that's... with your actions on the court with hitting multiple people and putting people on a show called the season, it's like <laughs> you and miles practicing in the back. <laughs> what are we doing uh, here boys? Uh, it's know. very on, very
1: on brand and uh, he's not helping himself
0: at all. No. I mean, ever, ever since the, the, the,
1: the league court mandated therapy that he was, Ooh. uh, Scheduled to appear in. Uh, it, yeah, anger management courses nothing. and all that. Yeah, the, yeah the it Warrior worked for Williams. like a
0: solid week and a half, and the Warriors stunk. Yeah. And they're like, what's wrong with the Warriors? And everyone's like, it's because Draymond Green's not being an asshole. <laughs> and they need him to be an asshole. Just Which, immediately. All right. Yeah. yeah. No, I can't believe we it. forgot about that. I'm glad we brought up sure. Grant Williams and Charlotte. That was fun. <laughs> um, good riddance, bud. Yep. Uh, oh, Oh, brother. No. Or no, Charlotte Hornets, at least as
1: of well, until nights.
0: they lost to the Warriors that night. Yeah, sure. Oh, true. Because you had and, the and end the Grant snap. Williams shot like I think one of 13 that night, all time vibe guy, NBA PA vice president. Did you see the Snapchat screenshot yes, of him? Yes, yeah, we don't have yes. to talk about it, but I just wanted to know if you saw it. Don't <laughs> if, Google it, do, do not Google yeah, don't, it. Please. Don't Google it if you do, or don't know, just don't don't go look for it. It's I, I fine. Um, it. Very funny. Yeah. Which is very funny. <laughs> Cause that's not like a Tennessee picture of Grant Williams. That's an NBA. Yeah. <laughs> He's Full either body. in Boston or Dallas at this point. I don't yeah. know where, but yeah. Head to toe. Uh, either way. Very funny. Um, so, yeah, that's the show <laughs> Zero Gravity, Apollo Media's NBA podcast brought to you by Big City Wings, Houston's Wing Joint, Apollo's Wing Joint. Go check out their daily specials today, tomorrow, every day at Big City Wings in the Houston area. And thank you to Celebrity Mint. Go check out celebritymint.com and at the Celebrity Mint on social media to see the graded legal tender collectibles of Mike Tyson, Ric Flair, and more. Shout out to Celebrity Mint. Thank you to Big City Wings for sponsoring this episode. This has been Zero Gravity, Apollo Media's NBA podcast.